Welcome to the Collabo Podcast. Thank you for listening. Okay, welcome to the Collabo Podcast. Um, you're with Tom today. Richard is preoccupied, and I'm joined with a special guest. Say hello. Hi, everyone. So, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good start. Um, <laughs> Well, my name's Jade. I'm working also with the British Council as the University Corporate Courses Coordinator. Um, I'm based in Tokyo, but I have had a few chances to come and teach at NUFS um, and work alongside Tom and Richard and David. Um, I've been living in Japan for about 13 and a half years, two years in Kyushu and 11 and a half years in Tokyo. Wow, I didn't, I didn't realize that. You were in Kyushu before, right? Yeah, just, just for two years in Saga. Okay, what was that like? Very rural. But it was nice, it was nice. I lived close to a beach. So in the summer, you went to the beach and had barbecues and camping nearly every day. It was good. Nice. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of uh, the beach and Okinawa and stuff, so that, that would have suited you. <laughs> Very much, but two years was enough. <laughs> yeah, then moved to Tokyo. So yeah, um, just, just I got just a quick question, not on topic, but obviously you've um, you visit many different universities in Tokyo, and yeah. you come down to Nagoya and things. Uh, what do you think about NUFS and the campus? What's your general impression? Of NUFS, NUFS has a really laid back atmosphere compared to most of the other universities I've visited and taught at. Um, what's also a surprise at NUFS is that most of the classes that I've seen or taught are predominantly girls. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Which is really rare because where I teach is predominantly boys. So I actually have a good time coming down there and just having an all-female classroom. It's fun. Yeah, a bit of a refreshing change. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, Jade, I thought I'd ask you to come on the podcast. Um just something I saw you run recently was some um, workshops you did in October. Yeah. Um, Black History Month. Yeah. Could you maybe just explain what, what they were? Yeah, sure. Um, well, Black History Month, it's celebrated in October, in the UK anyway. It's February in the US. And what it is, is the chance for one month um, to remember historical black figures and to celebrate the contributions that the black diaspora have made to British culture. Um, it's really important, this month is really, really important for black people because people have the image that the UK is white and has a white history. But actually um, the presence of black people in the UK dates back centuries and yeah. people don't know that. And that is what has contributed to the diversity that we see in the UK today. Um, the workshop, yeah. sorry. Yeah. It's okay, go on. <laughs> um, the workshop, we ran it over two weeks. And in the workshop, we looked at kind of really early black history, which dated back to like Roman times. Um, then we looked at the arrival of the Windrush generation, which is when people think black history in the UK started. Um, and then, you know, just contributions of the black community to British culture in terms of food, fashion, music, Notting Hill Carnival in London. Um, and then, of course, prominent figures in the UK today, especially in the areas of music, fashion and politics. 
So it was really, really interesting. I got an overwhelmingly positive feedback from the participants, just saying things like they'd never even realized racism was so bad in the UK that it was a problem only in America and that it opened their eyes as to how rich the diversity in the UK is. So I think it had a really, really good effect. Yeah, I think that's part of the reason why, you know, I, I tried to set this up because, as you know, in our department, we have some, uh, we try and tackle some global issues, some mm -hmm. big problems. And um, one of the things we are coming to look at is sports. Yeah. And this next few weeks, we're going to look at some of the sort of debate topics around sport. Like, is there too much money in sport? Uh, should sport be compulsory? And mm -hmm. also... Uh, protest in sport. Right. I, was like, I thought with you having these workshops, you'd be a good person to, to sort of talk about it. Okay, sure. Are you interested in sports, by the, by the way? <laughs> um, I'm interested in watching sports. I don't play as much sport as I did when I was younger. I used to play netball, uh, okay. tennis, basketball. I was an athlete, a sprinter, but now I'm kind of old, so I just go to the gym and try and stay young. <laughs> that, that's okay so I was wondering whether yeah, one of the topics we're going to look at is protest in sports mm -hmm. do, you, do you know of any examples of protest that's happened in, in sports? Gosh there are so many protests in sports have been going on for decades absolutely right. decades but I think if we're talking about um, the ones more recently if we just look at this year alone yeah. Um, triggered completely by the murder of George Floyd. You've got probably what, what most people would know first, Naomi Osaka um, was wearing masks yeah. with the names of people who'd been shot by police. Um, right. There was the LeBron James, actually, the basketball player, NBA player. He refused to play. I think that was as recent as August. Um, some, what was his name? I think it was Jacob Blake. And right. he, was, he was shot by the police, African-American guy shot by the police. I don't think he was killed, but he was seriously injured. Um, so a lot of NBA and NFL players refused to play um, yeah, after this. Yeah, I think you're right. That was sometime in the summer, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that I was think really recent. They, the NBA, they, I think they painted the courts mm -hmm. to like match the Black Lives Matter colours and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you're, you're right. There's been so many protests. It's very, yeah, it's happening in all kinds of avenues and places mm -hmm. this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you think they are, I don't know, do you, ultimately, do you think these types of protests are, pos um, do they work? That's a really difficult question because it depends what you mean by do they work. Mm. So, you know, athletes, high-profile athletes, do have an important role because they are kind of symbols of social change. And more recently, they've been acting as advocates uh, for needed reforms in society. But you've got, I think what they do is they raise awareness. People who love basketball or tennis or football, these athletes, they use their platform to create awareness surrounding these issues and I think what that does as well as increase awareness it also strengthens their personal reputation and their profile as somebody who does support important issues like Black Lives Matter. Um, yeah I think it kind of goes back to what you 
what you did last month or in October with your workshops, it's in countries like Japan or um, other countries that don't have that exact same issue. Mm-hmm. It's, it, people are going to see this and they're going to think, oh, what is this? And maybe learn something from it too. So I think that, yeah, I, raising awareness for sure. Yeah, I think that's the, main, that's the main thing they do. But how what happens after that, I think is, we don't know, do we? We don't know what happens. Yeah, it's hard to sort of quantify um, if anything that ch- if anything changes, is it because of the protests mm-hmm. or yeah? But, it's, it's hard at the same time, you're asking if they work. They can actually be really, really damaging to the athlete. Really damaging. Do you remember when was it? Do, oh, I don't know how to pronounce his name properly, so I might embarrass myself here. But it's Colin, Colin Kaepernick. Oh yeah, Do you remember? yeah, the uh, yeah, that guy. Um, so, you know, he refused to stand in a football game during the national anthem and he received all this support, all these endorsements from Nike. And, you know, that was, of course, to protest against police brutality and racial inequality in the States. And Mm. he did that and he got the support of the public. But then I remember later, maybe a year later, Trump was saying that NFL owners should fire players who protested. And I think even now, Colin Kaepernick isn't signed. Yeah, I don't think he plays, I don't think he plays professionally. Right. He's become a, I think he's become a bit of a, a, a figure for Nike, but he lost his career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't even just him. I don't know if people also remember, you know, Muhammad Ali is also a massive activist and that's not even his real name, Muhammad Ali. Right. You know, he converted to Islam and he was supporting causes that served the advancement of African-Americans as well. And because he refused to join the army because of his religious beliefs and his protests, he was stripped of his title and lost a lot of years fighting because of that as well. So I think it can actually damage the career of the athlete if it depended on how far the protest goes. Yeah, and you mentioned Naomi Osaka before. Yeah. She she was wearing those face the masks. Yeah. Um, and I I definitely read something that said some of her sponsors were getting a bit nervous about it. They're like, Ooh, we don't know if we want to. Do we want to be part of this? So yeah, she ran the risk too of losing sort of financial support. I think by a she lost a little bit of. She got gained respect doing that with the black community because mm. at the same time NBA players were refusing to play, she also withdrew from the semi-finals of that league she was playing in. But the very next day she went back and played, so she changed her mind and went back to play. Um, the rumor is she understood that it could damage her career not playing in that semi-finals match. But right. we d- I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. But I think there is some awareness with some players, depending on their profile, how far they're willing to go with protests when it comes to losing money. Yeah, someone like LeBron James, he could never work again. It doesn't matter for him, Yeah, exactly. But um, an up-and-coming star, an up-and-coming basketball player, yeah, they might have to think twice. Exactly. I think you're right. I think the main point is that, you know, as a... As a society, as a human race, we, we need to be looking at these mm. things and, and thinking about it and thinking how can we make, how can we, you know, improve? Definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, thanks for coming on, Jade. I think this will be really interesting. Actually, this week, 
a, a group of second year students, they've actually started their own uh, sort of special interest group where they're talking about um, stereotypes in advertising, uh, euthanasia. So just as really a student group, okay. totally independent. So I'm going to send this to them. And I think this could be something they would like to talk about too. So that'd be really good for those. Okay, guys. good. Happy yeah. to hear that. Yeah. All right, Jay. Well, thank you very much. Uh, when are you coming to Nagoya? Well, I'm hoping to be there before next spring. So it's all COVID dependent, but hopefully I'll get to pop down and see you guys at NAFS before March next year. Yeah, definitely hope so. All right. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, yeah, if any of the ideas in this podcast have been interesting, yeah, have a look. Go online. Do some research, um, look into these things. Anything else, Jade? Um, not really anything else, but just a point to think about, uh, if I may. Um, a, a, lot of, a lot of times when people discuss these issues, it's uncomfortable, and it's supposed to be uncomfortable, and I understand that people find it difficult. Um, but I think something to remember is the reason people are so angry, the reason people are so hurt is because police, especially police or other people that commit these kind of crimes based on race they're not held accountable for their actions you know people are hurt because police kill people and then they're not being charged so keep that in the back of the back of your mind next time you're wondering why people are so upset about this yeah and that it could be difficult to do research into yeah. too yeah yeah oh right, well thank you're you very much for coming on. hopefully you can come back again um thanks for listening bye Thank you for listening to the Collabo podcast. Please tune in next time.